Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, uncut, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. And guess what? I am back. Folks, it's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, and with me as always, my partner in, pri- my partner in crime, my co-host, my buddy, my man Link. Folks, this week we're back. Hopefully we're back and better than ever, but I think we got a hell of a show for you, Link, man. Why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about tonight? Man, we're going to be talking about those guys from Duffy, the DWL, the uh, the Heel TV show with uh, Stephen Amell as Jack Heels. Heels. Yep. And I, you know what? It's sad because that show just got canceled. Yeah, you told me yesterday. I was I was very shocked, but uh, they had been some big buzz yesterday going on that a lot of shows were being canceled based on all the assessments that is being done as far as uh, subscribers uh, dropping dropping a lot of shows because the Lakers uh, that comedy show half comedy half based loosely based on reality on what used to be HBO uh, Plus or whatever <laughs> it's called now is what Max is called. Yeah, the app is called Mac. I mean, there's still HBO around. I mean, you know, the channel. The like channel, actual yeah. Channel. But this one yeah. is that, that HBO Plus or whatever it was. I used to have it. It was good for a year I had it. I, I had HBO Max, too. And, well, we get it through our internet service, yeah. thankfully. So now they are only being known as Max, but they cancel, yep. uh, they cancel that uh, Lakers show because uh, they have a lot. They have, they're the streaming service with the most... Uh, the most uh, cancellations. That's right. Yeah, so, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of cancellations. Now, let me ask you this, because I don't know nothing about this show. You you told me for, for a very long time to take a look at this show. And you know what got me to watch it? What's Aside that? from you, I'm a subscriber to uh, in YouTube to this, uh, this um, men's health uh channel that has the uh they go to the the, the celebrity houses uh, musicians actors etc and they shake their icebox and their working routine mm-hmm. and they did an episode with alexander ludwig and he was talking about the show and stuff and i said man i ain't got nothing to do let me watch the first episode and i was very very happy with it i enjoyed it now it was very I, good i thought it was awesome too the first time i saw it um i had first heard about heels when um I, a friend of mine had mentioned it yeah. just in conversation, like right after it first started a few years back. And um, I waited a while before I watched any of it. But, <clears throat> you know, so the whole first season was out and I went back and watched it. I binged it in, you know, in, in a couple of days and enjoyed it. It was I thought it was very well written. It's also written not just for the rest, hardcore wrestling fan, but it's also written for the casual wrestling fan yeah yeah because it's mostly drama and it's good humor yeah. and yeah but let me ask you this is this show a, a stars original or it is oh okay because that's how i watched yeah. it i watched it well maybe uh maybe i don't know maybe tnt or tbs somebody else will pick it up because it's definitely solid and season two left us in a cliffhanger that was less than yeah. stellar um the, uh, the ending of season two uh i mean i didn't mind it uh, I like the ending of season one a hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. But it was definitely, I mean, I will say this, the ending of season two was definitely something I didn't see coming. 
No, it was it was. I mean, it, it has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting names. I wasn't expecting James Harrison to be there. Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. great. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers, great. James Harrison, he's uh, in the first season. He's not in the second season. I don't know what happened, but uh, he's not. He's not in the second season for some reason. He was. He was only in the first. Right, but he was cool, and there's a lot of cool characters. But the one character we have to talk about right now is Wild Bill Hancock. Yeah, because when he came in, that's when I was definitely hooked. That the actor who plays him was an actor named Chris Bauer, um, and I went back and looked at his filmography from TV and movies and stuff, and he's been around a long time. Yeah, Chris Bauer's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's funny. As so yeah, as a matter of fact, my wife and I over the weekend were watching that uh, Mickey Mantle. Um, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris movie, 61. Yeah. And Chris Bowers in that. And that was movie was made 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. No, he's been around. He's he's a lifer on this, on the acting scene. And yeah. What, what, I mean, he just gave the show that, because uh, he's like the transition guy. He's like the old school professional wrestler. Who yeah. Has he, a lot of, uh, he has a he's lot a, of. He was a territorial guy. Yeah, he's uh, you know he has a lot of uh, the old ideas and stuff like you know when he, when the plane scene, I'm pretty sure that they were taking a shot at those ugly WWE titles that make no sense whatsoever and they look like something that somebody just daydream at Walmart. I think they were taking a shot not only at that but from the infamous WWE story "Plane Ride from Hell." Because oh, while because. Bill on that plane ride, when he decides to show the championship belt along with other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. He loves showing <laughs> his penis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, which I'm sure he got from Ric Flair, from what I heard. Yeah, that's what they, uh, that's what they say. Um, yeah, you know, he's also been in one of my favorite TV shows, campy TV shows ever, uh, True Blood. He's been on a lot of stuff, man. You know, I've never watched True Blood. Oh, man, that's that's one of my favorites. Season three is one of the best seasons in the history of television. Heck, yeah, man. I'll shoot, man. That's, I've been watching some 24 here recently. Oh, yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. Of that. I'm not, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, Jail University. I mean, you know, this, 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 uh, this Chris Bauer, you know, he has no hair. <laughs> oh, I know. He's completely bald, just like yours truly. Oh man, don't even get me started. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> at, least you, at least you got something to comb. <laughs> uh, I got something left. I mean, but it's leaving me fast. Yeah, he's been he's been wild. He's been on uh, man, a lot of a lot of stuff. He's been on Law and Order as far as television, New York Undercover, The Untouchable, Third Watch, Dead Last, The Fugitive, The Wire. Wire was great. Criminal Wire Mind. was a good shit. Yeah, yeah, Criminal Minds. The Lost Room, Conviction, The Black Donleys, Law and Order, CSI, Numbers, of course, True Blood. He was in the main role, yeah, 81 episodes. Andy Belafour, New Amsterdam, Life on Mars. Man, the list goes on. Hawaii Five O, the shit one that they made for television. Um, God, it sounds like he was in every the TV office. show from the 2000s. And The Office, Parks and Recreation. I see. <laughs> The Lisey Borden Chronicles, American Crime Story. So yeah, Chris Bauer's been around for a minute. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is a big fan favorite. Mother Family, Unsolved, The Dues, For All Mankind, FBI, Homeland, Heels, Gaslight, Fellow <laughs> Travelers, upcoming miniseries. 
Yeah, man, he's he's uh he's a man. He but he as Wild Bill, he's definitely stole the show with his character Wild Bill. He it definitely gave this show a different dimension. I love the ending of the first season when he shitted himself. Yeah, because he took a hit. You know, a lot of people with all this uh this professional wrestling is fake and blah 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 blah. But you, there's no way that you can fake falling on that hardwood floor. I mean, that's just pain. Well, I mean, I'll check out, you know, some of these high flyers out there. I mean, going way back in wrestling history, I mean, a lot of these high flyers, man, they, a lot of those moves, they are inches from a serious injury. Yeah. Every time that they do it. Yeah, there's there's no professional wrestling, a very intelligent man in professional wrestling. Big shout out to my friend Savio Vega. But he said once, he said the human body's not made for pro wrestling, but we love it and... Boy, he wasn't wrong about that one. This is uh Well, you can tell that the writers of the, of this show love, just absolutely love wrestling. The the writers that you think they do, or it's just uh, I know well, I know uh, Stephen Stephen Amell. If he has something to do, I don't know if he has something to do with this, but uh, well, he you know Stephen Amell first of all is a huge wrestling fan. He's been. Involved with WWE and ADW. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. So, but the reason I say that about the writers is because in season two, what I noticed was that they focused more on wrestling in season two than all the dramatic aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you could tell in, in season two, they gave you a different dimension of whether uh, Jack Spade's father actually took his life based on based on the hardships that he suffered in the ring or based on all the outside bills and things that were piling up. Right. You can't really tell. No, you can't. No, uh -uh. They, they left it in a way where you can, you know, if the guy just totally was going insane based on chair shots or et cetera, whatever hits he took or based on, on the bills because you can tell that it was catching up to them. They were living a lie. Right. Oh, yeah, for a long time. For a very long time. You know, another thing that we have to mention in here, because there's an elephant in the room, and like I always said, it's not the one that I have tattoo in my arm. Um, AJ Lee, CM Punk's wife, and CM Punk, which has been in the news recently, but you and I never did a show together, and I never brought it up, and the big thing that was going on in the country, everybody and their mother has taken their shot of this and given their opinion on it. And we will not be the exception. CM Punk getting fired from AEW. Um... Apparently, he told, uh, Jesus, I don't even know the name of the kid. I know he's Luke Perry's son. Luke Perry, may he rest in peace. Right. Um, I think he used to be known as Jungle Boy. Okay. And apparently, uh, Jungle Boy was going to use glass on a TV show. And he was advised not to. And then in a show in England, apparently, he said, yeah, that was real glass or something in the back. And CM Punk took offense to what he said and got in his face and... <laughs> I wasn't there, but they're saying the CM Punk apparently put him in a in a, in a hole or something, and they had to be separated. Is what is being said, and then it's being said that CM Punk says some choice words to the owner of the company, which is not very wise. No, nope. um, <laughs> and apparently it ended with CM Punk getting terminated from this company. Now I'm not defending CM Punk. Unfortunately, we have all worked at one point in the other for people that are less than stellar. I mean, it happens. If you're around long enough and you don't work in the same place your whole life, you're going to work for some terrible assholes. Unfortunately, At least twice. Like, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> like I've always said, unless the 
the country runs into a civil war and we can clarify their attitude, um, there's nothing you can do into, uh, into the situation if they're in their place. You just got to leave and go work somewhere else. Right. And, I understand. Uh, you know, uh, but I mean, for me, if everything is the way that it's being said, I think uh, the owner, instead of being so dramatically shaken up that he had never seen a real fight in his life, he should at least address Perry that he cannot be uh, taunting professional wrestlers that are established and have been around longer than him and are veterans in the face like that. That's my opinion. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wait, wait, I was accusing if uh, Punk got in his face and said something because I wasn't there, so I don't know. But that's that's apparently something big happened that they they got rid of him and and I don't watch that show. I got a friend of mine. Big shout out to my friend Upstate. Uh, he always brings that up. Uh, my friend C Riggins that always talks to me about AEW and I get him the the results because he happens to be uh he happens to be on vacation for the moment being, but um. Uh, man, I don't, I don't really enjoy that company. I tried watching it, and it's really not for me. I don't know what it is about it. It's got good performers, but I don't. I know you watch I, it, right? I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really. It doesn't call my attention. I mean, even WWE, who's releasing people now that uh, they're owned by UFC too, or I don't know. There's, there's. I watched the whole uh, the saga with uh, what's his name with uh, Roman Reigns, but that's about it. Uh, the whole bloodline thing yeah. in WWE. Yeah, wrestling is really not. Wrestling is more exciting now. I think in the original companies, if they have minds that do it well, than in all these big time promotions, man. Right. Well, I mean, all the old school wrestlers have been coming out over the you know past several months talking about how wrestling nowadays is just it's all about big time high spots. And Bret Hart came out and said that. Uh, you know, he was watching Raw not too long ago, and there was a spot where you could just see all the wrestlers outside of the ring just gathering together, waiting for so-and-so to jump off the top rope on them. Like, it was, he could, Bret Hart was like, it was completely, like, you saw it coming five minutes into the match, and he was like, it's, it's, he was just saying, basically, that wrestling is just not nowhere near what it used to be. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. You know, money changes it, and, and it changes it for the worse. And also, you know, a lot of this, they should have had something for all these veterans to do instead of being on YouTube telling the secrets of the sport. Yeah, that too, instead of trying to get attention. Yeah, there was a time where, you know, professional wrestling went from what made a wrestling smart was not giving you what was happening behind the curtain. And now what makes a wrestler feel smart and feel so on top of the world is if they tell you everything. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately it has destroyed their sport, but that's on them. They eat from it. None me, but nevertheless, this is a, a, a very interesting show from all the drama and all this thing. It gives you an insight of what all the small wrestling promotions are going through. Mm hmm. And how hard it is because professional wrestling is a lot like in the small promotions like this. It's a lot like like restaurant business. One mistake and you could be out of business. Yeah, like I mean, easily, like with no questions asked, you're out of there. Yeah, man, this is uh this is a uh, Michael Edward O'Malley also playing this mm -hmm. over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top wrestling uh, promoter or owner of a company from from Florida, right? That's where they they run their their promotion. What the Florida dystopia was the FWD? Yeah, dystopia is whether yeah 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 Florida, Florida wrestling dystopia. F yeah, FWD. 
run by a guy named Goalie, if I remember right. Goalie, yeah, Goalie. Charlie yeah. Goalie, yeah. Charlie. What a turd burger, man. He's a turd burger. <laughs> he has a whole lot of money. He's suing people. He basically <laughs> bamboozled these people to work together. Oh, the yeah. whole thing was getting better and better, man. It's a shame. I'm telling you, somebody may just pick this up. It's a winner. Yep. Now, this is a uh, company. The companies that run this is uh, Paramount Television Studios and Lionsgate. Well, if it's run by Paramount, put it on Paramount Plus. That's what they need to do. Like I said, it got canceled yesterday, so we don't know what, what the new, what direction I mean, they, they, they obviously thought they were going to do something because they ended season two with a cliffhanger. Well, yeah, yeah, I, they were not expecting to get canceled. I mean, they have a solid show. They know what they have, so right. that's why I don't know if uh, I was hoping that Stephen Amell was involved in the production or something like that because he's always all over the place promoting this, and and I follow him on Facebook based on what he did at Arrow. Arrow, for many years, it was a very good show. It started getting a little bit ridiculous after a while, but for the most part, it was the first four or five seasons was very good. Um, I watched Arrow, I think I watched the first two seasons or so. And then uh, I, got, I got into the Flash TV show, too. That one was a good. Bit. That one was good yeah. for a while. Yeah, they should have had that dude be the, the Flash in the movie, but whatever. And I watched The Crisis on Infinite Earths, the little crossover TV stuff that they did. That was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I, don't, I enjoyed all the cameos that they did, too. Yeah, now, man, um, for the most part, uh, Stephen Stephen Amell just got casted at Jack's Bay. I don't. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have uh, any uh, any stuff to do with this. I like the. Uh, they they did a lot of uh, a lot of the. I like the titles on the show: Kayfave, Dusty's Finish, Cutting <laughs> Promo, Swerve, House Show, The Big Bad Fish Man, Double Turn. Yep. Yeah, Ten Bell Salute, The Journey is the Obstacle, The Scort, Heavy Hits, How the Hell is the Condemned. The Condemned was good. Yeah, I agree. The, 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 yeah, it was the, the Condemned. Oh, The Condemned. The, it, was, it, yeah. was, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, it was cool. I like how they changed up Ace's character some in the second season. The Condemned was... Uh, it was it was basically uh, a tribute to Sting. The singer Sting. Yeah, the Stinger. When the Stinger started coming through the roof and he started not oh, talking, Sting, yeah, was, the wrestler. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That was a tribute. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, it was a tribute to the 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 crow, the crow Sting. The crow Sting. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was. I mean, they did a lot of tributes in this show, and you know, it's a, it's a shame that that. That when they started getting real good, because the next one you never know what would have happened. This man was paralyzed momentarily. He would have had to make a comeback. He probably had to walk it off, make some oh, kind yeah. of special, special yep. safe. Yeah, you don't know what kind of. But it was getting good. The acting was getting better and better. I agree. What do you think about the character of Crystal Tyler? Crystal Tyler is basically basically. It's another one of the characters that she started getting better and better by every show and giving you agree, a little yeah. bit more. Just like in, in real wrestling where, where a wrestler gives you more and more every week and they start developing slowly. Yeah, they did they did that well. And it also made it a lot of sense because in, in, it's happened before. I think it was uh, it was uh, Tolly Blanchard's daughter. 
Tessa Blanchard, who became a champion. Tessa. At, yeah, she, she became a champion in TNA wrestling. That's right, she did. Yeah, so at least that's what I heard. I don't remember. Well, I never watched it or anything. No, I watched. I watched like five minutes that they were talking about it once on YouTube, and and yeah, she became a champion, and then the pandemic happened, so she gave the bell back. Right. But you know, women can become a champion. Uh, what's his name? Uh, China Machira's in peace. She could wrestle men. Uh, she was an intercontinental champion. Yeah, she wrestled Jericho and Hartford Mash. Yeah, the, <coughs> you know, they 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 had they had some women out there that could wrestle. They could wrestle the men and make it look believable. Not all of them can, but some of them can. Right. That's true. I mean, I agree. Like, I think Charlotte Flair was revolutionary. Oh, absolutely. She was, uh, you know, she didn't do it alone. Between her, that Becky, uh, the other Natalia. girl, that, Natalia, the girl that went, um, forgot the name of the girl that was, uh, she's related to Snoop Dogg. She left the company. She's got another name mm. now. But she was one of the original three with, uh, with Bailey and Sasha Banks. She was Sasha Banks in WWE. Okay, I know you. Uh, the boss, yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of them, them, them chicks are incredible wrestlers. Like I, like I tell everybody, man, in WrestleMania, being there live and seeing Charlotte Flair versus uh, Asuka, uh -huh. that was one hell of a match. That man, was, Charlotte that, Flair could go, man. That could was, I go. mean, that was when the, and you know, look what happened a few years back where they had a triple tread that Becky Lynch walked out with a, with a you know, with a championship and it was the main event at Mania and, um, uh, Ronda Rousey was in it. You know, women wrestling is some some. It has definitely the WWE when they when they said that uh, they were going to turn it from divas to real, take it real seriously and make it into a real competitive women division. They were not joking, buddy. Nope, they weren't joking whatsoever. And I was so happy when so, WWE got rid of that stupid diva title. Yeah, because the <laughs> last the last. Um, Four, maybe five years, them women's division has saved a lot of them shows, whether pay-per-views or, uh, I don't know what they call them now. They're not pay-per-views. They're something else. The streaming service special event, I guess it's called. Well, it just seems like that the women wrestlers there, especially for a few years there, they were telling better stories. They were. And they were and they were telling better stories with their bodies in the ring, with their movements. Right. Yeah. And they were they knew how to tell a story like old school wrestlers. You know, after ten minutes in the ring, they started looking a little bit differently. Like Bret Hart and Ric Flair used to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I mean, as a wrestling fan, I mean, yeah, there was women's wrestling when I was growing up, but it was never it was never at the forefront I and mean, it was never really all that popular to be honest women wrestling didn't become popular into the attitude era yeah and hell even then it wasn't wrestling no and some of the ones in the old school they wrestled good but they were they were not in shape as this girls you know well, it had fabulous, to do, wasn't the fabulous moolah a champion for like 50 years i don't know how long that woman was was a champion you know you hear people praise her you hear other people didn't praise her you know i don't yeah based on when i live in columbia south carolina based on the things that i heard about that woman I never heard too many good things about her. As a, I, as a human being. Obviously, I've, I, I don't know the woman personally or anything. No, but she's, like, dead. she's dead, man. She rest in peace. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the pet, I mean, she. I, I wouldn't doubt there was maybe some shady things going on back then. Um, but, at the, but, you know, whatever happened in her personal life that was negative, I, I'll leave her family to deal with that. <laughs> but as far as wrestling, I mean, she was the woman wrestler for decades. 
Yeah, in the WWE, yeah, that was the, the measuring stick. And then along came Sherry. Sensational, Sensational Sherry? Sensational Sherry, yeah. And I think she was at AWA. For many she years. was, but then she came to WWE before she was a manager. Yeah, before she was a manager, yeah. And and yeah. what wasn't the uh, Wendy Richter? Wendy Richter, Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin was very popular back then. Yeah. Alunja Alunja Blaze, who is Medusa. Oh, that that she was already showing that uh, she drives the uh, the monster trucks now. But that lady was always in great shape. Oh yeah, but she was WWE Women's Champion in the time where she was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, wasn't she? She went to uh, WCW and threw the WWE title in the in the trash. Yeah, she yeah, returned yeah. to being Medusa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the more infamous things that happened in the Monday Night War. Oh man, that's super crazy. But yeah, but man. I I think Crystal Tyler, the character of Crystal Tyler, is is a lot based on Charlotte Flair and throwing a couple others. Yeah, it's based um, it's, it's it's based on a, on a way to to let everybody know that in pro wrestling anybody can be a champion. You know, if the fans, because that was basically the fans when when they did that finish, the fans got behind her and they couldn't get their eyes away from her and they were buzzing. And you know, in pro wrestling, man, even if you don't have the skills, if them people are paying to see you, you'd be surprised. I know, I know, man. But. You know, like I said, the Crystal Tyler, great character. They evolved. They actually kept the title on her from us to season two, which I thought was cool. Um, they because they started showing you know the character of Jack Spade, you know Stephen Amell. Yeah, Jack Spade was starting to come around to the idea of a woman champion. So I thought that was cool. Uh, so you see that character evolve. Season two, also, we get more of a background story of what happened to uh, King Tom Spade, the father to Jack and Ace, who started the DWL. Yep, we, we, we start finding out all the ups and downs that he had. Yeah, we, we see how he had a possible opportunity to go uh, wrestle for Ted Turner and WCW. <laughs> Ted Turner. Yeah, old Ted. I love Ted. <laughs> I, I still love Ted. Hey, he did a lot of good things. I mean, they say he was cable before cable was cable. <laughs> oh man, he yeah, man, he did a lot of things and for the sh for the sports world. Yeah, he loved him some wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. Did you know when Jimmy Carter was inaugurated in the White House in seventy what six? I think seventy six, seventy seven. Uh -huh. Um, he invited Mister Wrestling Number Two to the inauguration because his mom was his biggest fan. Oh wow! So who's isn't Jimmy Carter in power right now, or that's somebody else? Jimmy, you mean the president? Yeah, who's the president of this country right now? I don't know. He don't even know who he is right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it could have fooled me. I thought they were the one in the same, but maybe I'm. Yeah, wrong. Jimmy Carter, even though he was from Georgia, was not a very good president. No, but but I, I like I always said. I mean, yeah, he was a terrible. I mean, history. I, I didn't feel the pain back then. Um. So I wasn't around, but um, right. at least he did good things after what building houses for people and stuff. Yeah, he had a, he just didn't know how to. I think his view on politics, especially back in the seventies, was um, a little a little different from what most Georgians are used to. <laughs> uh, most of the time, Georgia people they are you know they vote and bleed Republican, but you know Jimmy Carter he's a Democrat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, um, 
But yeah, as far as heels, man, the second season, I liked it better than the first. Did you? I did. I did. I I enjoyed it. But you know, I understand the first one. They're trying to bring you the story, and they they trying to do all this this thing so you can start understanding the characters. And when they were more established, then they could they could basically unleash on you. Right. You know, Rooster, Rooster, Rooster was another thing that happens in pro wrestling a lot. Where oh, wrestling, the character of Rooster, when he defected to go yeah. back. Because yeah. he, he had all the tools, he had all the skills, but, you know, Jack didn't have anything for him in the story. He had him stagnant there, so Rooster made a move, and as soon as he made a move, he became a world champion in the other place. Well, that's because the DWL, a lot like WCCW back in the day with the Von Erics, it was very family-oriented and yeah. family-ran. So yeah. um, I think Jack Spade, I mean, his biggest thing was just getting a push for him and Ace in a rivalry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Rooster was like, F this, I'm going to Florida. And then he became champion down there. Yeah, that's 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 happens in wrestling. Look at a, what's his name, uh? Cody. Cody was Cody Rose was doing absolutely nothing in A and W. Well, didn't he start AEW? Yeah, he was him and the other the the young box, uh Kenny Omega, they helped this man out uh, with his money, of course, and they brought a lot of their indie friends and they formed that that conglomerate over there that now is, is very successful money wise for what is being said. Uh, and they have that T V show every week, two of them to be exact. Did they sell out Wembley Stadium at their pay-per-view, or they had it yet? The, no, they had it. They said they did. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but, you know. I didn't either. I'm wishing the best. It's not that just because I don't watch it, I don't say, oh, man, I hope they go out of business tomorrow. I do not, but I certainly, nothing about it has ever grabbed me. I was, I, I've given it a chance, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I gave, it, I gave AEW a shot, too, when it first, like. When that first started coming on TV. Yeah, I remember the last time that I tuned in to watch a match was when the, they had this uh, big man was fighting John Moxley, Lance mm -hmm. Archer. And I said, uh -huh. oh, man, this is something so new. They finally have one of the big guys somewhere else besides Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley doing some damage over here. And eh, it ended up with some bullshit. And then I watched hey. I watched the CM Punk promos on YouTube, and I oh, they, they, they didn't grab me too much. And the other guys, they, the, the, the FDR, they... they They do their thing, but I've never been a John Buck fan. I've never been a Kenny Omega hardcore fan. I like the the Kenny Omega entrance using all the video game themes, but the matches itself they don't they don't do nothing for me. I hear you. I mean, I've never. I mean, I know who the Young Bucks are and all that, but I've just never. I've never really sat down and watched it. So at least not AEW in a long time. I know, like you said, I know they have a couple shows. But uh, I was going to ask you, though, I mentioned the Von Erics a minute ago. You know, they're coming out with a movie about the Von Erics in December. Yeah, and the uh, champion from uh, the champion from uh, from AEW is going to be one of the brothers. M oh, that's cool. MJF. MJF is in it. The guy from the show, The Bear on Hulu, is going to be, uh, I think he plays Kerry Von Erich. Um, Zach Efron. Oh, uh... Zach Efron's Kevin. Kevin Boneric, yeah. It's gonna be a sad. Which, it's gonna be a difficult, sad movie. I mean, there's there's gonna have some happy moments, but then when it all starts deteriorating, it's gonna deteriorate real bad. I mean, it's not gonna be a happy go go movie. At least that's not what I think of. Unless they're gonna leave it without showing all the the tragedies that happen, you know. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna 
I wonder what their main focus of this movie is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I know I can tell you one thing. I haven't broken my neck back then when I was a kid because I was skinny and agile. But you don't even know all the things that I had to do jumping on top of a house and moving a uh, an antenna around so I could catch world class championship wrestling. I mean, when back I then. Kid. In the early to mid '80s, world class was one of the other than WWE. I mean, because they were starting, you know, mid '80s WWE is when they started taking over everything. Yeah, but WCW. I remember watching their syndicated show growing up. Yeah, I was a big fan of. I was a big fan of Kerry Von Erich. Yeah, I, man, I was a big fan of World Class. World Class had one of the best TV shows on on on, on television. You had that's some good wrestlers. Yeah, Kamala showed up, Bruiser Brody showed up, The Angel of Death showed up. Fabulous, fabulous Freebirds. The Freebirds had that war, out of control war with the Bon Erics. That was exciting. Which is what I think is probably one of the top three robberies in wrestling ever. Yeah. So, but, you know, I tell you what, though, sometimes I go on YouTube and I'll look at some shoot interviews every once in a while. And I found one from a few years back with. Wildfire Tommy Rich. That's your favorite. He was my dude. He was the first big wrestling superstar I remember when I was growing up. Because in Georgia and the Southeast, he was massive. Every like, They were doing write-ups about him in the local newspaper all the time. Yeah, he was very but popular. The, yeah, he was, but the shoot interview I saw, he was giving a great interview about drinking and partying with Andre the Giant. And, uh, I, I laughed so hard throughout that whole shoot interview. I recommend it wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, I was not a big fan of Andrew the Giant. I never have nothing against him, but I'm the one wrestling, hardcore wrestling fan because it was like he was the ultimate. Like, who nobody's going to, you know, like on the only time that I ever got so excited to see him in a match was when he wrestled Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but you mean WrestleMania 3? Yeah, I know this is not a popular thing, but popular you know i'm not gonna win a popularity contest at this point in the race but it was the whole thing that nobody could beat him and stuff he was just you know the the humongous monster that that could be the the, the force that could nobody could stop you know well andre the giant was an attraction exactly exactly so that's why he went back in the day he got paid buku money to go from territory to territory oh, because absolutely. they knew if they booked him and you know he showed up in their arena they were going to pack the place out you know who I was a big fan of? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Boogeyman Ballion. And he would be doing nothing more than showing up, doing a little dance, then a little elbow, send him home, pop, 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 and done. He would have like a four-minute match, but I would go crazy seeing that guy wrestle. Man, I go back on YouTube and watch some of those Wildfire Tommy Rich matches. Man, that last battle of Atlanta is a straight-up classic. Yeah, they had, they had man, that was when they had a lot of, a lot of, uh, incredible rivalries back then you don't have none of that stuff now that people are anticipating but i'll tell you what wrestlemania the upcoming Uh one if they do the rock versus uh roman reigns that should be a big one yeah uh i mean from what i saw though they're still doing wrestlemania in two nights i'm not i'm not a big fan of two night wrestlemania yeah that's gonna be like that from here on out yeah, I know it is. I just don't like it. Yeah, they should do it. If they're going to do it like that, they should do the second night somewhere else around the world. I agree. Make it in two arenas. Yep. They'd probably make more money that way. Well, I don't know. The, the production, they have the the means for the production, so I don't see why not do it that way because, you know, they definitely can set up shop anywhere they want. 
Yeah. I don't understand the WrestleMania two-night deal. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I have Peacock just for WWE Network stuff, but, um, yeah, I just, I just don't understand the two-night deal. Yeah, I don't know. And with the, uh, the whole, uh, that strike coming to an end this week, I don't know if The Rock is going to be available for WrestleMania now, unless they already have him sign up, because... Well, here's the deal. Okay, the strike just ended, what, a few days ago? Yes. So it's going to be a minute before Hollywood can get fresh new product out. I mean, because you got to think, it was a writer's strike. You know, you got to have writers to have a movie and or TV show. So, I mean, now, it's my understanding some scripts for movies and shows were completed before the strike happened. Mm -hmm. So I think... A lot of those may go into production pretty soon, I would imagine. But in the meantime, you're still not going to get the influx of, of material from Hollywood until for another several months. So, I mean, The Rock may have an open schedule. Oh, well. We'll see. That's I mean, the way I look at it. That's the way I think about yeah, it. Sure. No, I mean, they're, they're saying that's the big boss that, that it's going to take place. I think it's going to be a good match if that's the case. Philadelphia, yeah. Pennsylvania, they're going to rock that place. Uh, another appearance in this show, before we put an end to this, uh, to our uh, DWL talk. Sure. Mick Foley shows up at this obnoxious podcaster. No, rela <laughs> no relation to me. Um, and uh, he, he was another wrestler to make an appearance. You know him, Punk, and... Uh, Sam Punk was in as uh, Ricky Rabies. Yeah, and Punk's wife. I don't know who else might have been a wrestler in this show, or if they were, they were not big names that we know of. Right. Right. Uh, the only ones I recognize was Sam Punk and Mick Foley. That's the only ones. Because Alan Maldonado with the mask and uh, and all that. He I don't. He's an actor. He doesn't have any. Right. Right. I mean, and then Alexander Lewis. He's an actor. He's not. I mean, he's in good shape though, and he looks like a wrestler. Oh no, he works out religiously. Yeah, no, he definitely, yeah. he definitely, and Stephen and Mel the same. But no, they're not, they're not, they're not people that wrestle every day or nothing like that. And uh, no, the actress, uh, what's her name, Kelly, something that plays Crystal Tyler. She, she's Berglund. She's not. Yeah, she's not a wrestler. No, no. So they must have used. I don't know if they used doubles or. I'm assuming they gave them training. I'm sure they had some wrestling vet come in and get some pointers and maybe a week class or something on how to take a bump or, mm. you know, stuff like that. I'm sure they have some sort of brief training camp type class to go over some basic stuff, but then they use body doubles and then, you know, edit it all together. Yeah. Cause this people would get injured in a heartbeat. I mean, this is not, well, at the yeah. end of season two, Jack Spade does that shooting star press. Do you think Stephen Amell for real would do that? <laughs> no, I don't think they would allow him to do that, man. That thing is very, you have to really know what you're doing to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Rotten Tomatoes had the first season at 96%. That's almost like I've always said. That's almost like guaranteed that you're going to have a good time if you watch it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm telling you, Hills is a good show. It was one of my favorites to to watch but uh, i don't well, know what they're gonna do now second season 90 percent well, give, give it some time and maybe it'll it'll um maybe somebody will, will purchase this because this is definitely a solid show so i i really don't see how they they there's no one out there that would want to wrap their arms around this and make it their project and make some money out of it 
Well, speaking of wrestling shows, have you seen the new the new documentary series on Netflix? No, 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 no. The wrestlers. No, I have not, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with how there's what is it about? They struggle to make it and how hard it's it is. about Ohio Valley Wrestling, which uh, several years ago was like the breaking ground for WWE. Okay, yeah. They uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling's where like John Cena and, and Bautista, and a lot of those guys from the Ruthless Aggression era, like yeah. and Randy Orton. They all got their start there. That was that used to be that was kind of like WWE's first ever like minor league. Yeah, like their NXT before NXT. Right, because yeah. after Ohio Valley, their training grounds went uh, to Florida wrestling. Yeah, and then now it's NXT. But um, but yeah, so Ohio Valley was really known for breaking in a lot of top wrestlers about you know fifteen twenty years ago. But now they're being run by, remember Al Snow? Yes, yes. OVW is run by Al Snow. Very talented, man. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, it's basically, I've only, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'm about halfway through it. But um, it's basically Ohio Valley is losing money, of course. Uh-huh. And they have set up a big pay-per-view for the end of the summer. And of course, they're building it up as, you know, if they don't, um, if they don't make an X amount of money on the pay-per-view at the end of the summer, you know, the, the place is going to fold. And that's what, that's the big setup. Probably, I mean, I don't think they're going to fold, but I will say this. It's very interesting series because you do get to see how some of these independent shows are put together. Yes. Uh, you see the independent wrestlers are very, very passionate about the sport because they only make, I mean, they don't make hardly any money at all. If any, so you get to see all of that. It's it's very interesting as a wrestling fan. I thought it was interesting, and it was cool to see Al Snow run things. So yeah, no <laughs> professional professional wrestler starting out like that. They man, it's very hard. Yeah, so you you get to see a, um, some old some guys that you can tell have been around for a long time wrestle, and then you see some new upstarts who want to get into the business and that kind of stuff. So. It was it was a very it's very interesting. I'm not done with it yet, but I mean, mm. I'm not saying it's a great documentary series, but it, it's not bad at all. That's watchable if you enjoy pro wrestling. Correct. Yes. Yep. So, folks, basically, don't pass out on heels. It's more than just wrestling. If you don't like wrestling, you like good drama. It's going to be there. Funny moments are going to be there. Check, check, check. Definitely yep. a joyride of a show. Absolutely, but- and you will fall in love with Wild Bill. <laughs> definitely, definitely, Wild Bill. If something out of this, Wild Bill should have his own uh, spinoff. Oh, I know. I mean, he's like, he's like another version of Kenny Powers. <laughs> he is. Good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, he's the closest thing that we have seen on television since Kenny Powers. Definitely. Might have yeah. been his inspiration for all of this since he was over there at HBO working with all them guys. He was probably very familiar with the character. <laughs> There's a there's a line in season one where Wild Bill and Jack Spade are kind of going back and forth. Jack's pissed off at him, and and you know, he's basically you know cussing him out. And Wild Bill's like, "All right, son, you need to watch who you're talking to." But finally, he goes, "Well, fuck you." Wild Bill goes, "Okay, now you're turning me on." <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. over the top, over the top. Wild Bill is uh, he's definitely not PG. 
That was so funny at the end of this of the season one too. He shit his pants, you know, in the in the final match. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Crystal Tyler is at ringside. She's like, "What is wrong with you?" He goes, "I think I shit my pants a little." He stood up and goes, "No, I better lay here. I think I shit my pants a lot." <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> he goes, "I'm just gonna lay here and play dead." <laughs> but uh, awesome show, very. One of the I like finding shows that kind of come out of nowhere and surprise you, and that's yeah. kind of what heels do. That, that's so. what they do. That's what they do. Here's another thing that I wanted to uh, bring up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, man, look like I did a show a few weeks back where I um, I discuss how now Halloween two by Rob Zombie it has a whole <laughs> other meaning for me because. Uh, based on the damage that was done psychologically to me and a lot of other fans from Halloween ends. So we're basically hoping that that Rob Zombie revives this, but wait a minute, you may not have to have Rob Zombie revive this. Uh, They're actually shopping the Halloween franchise right now as we speak, and Paramount, they're saying, is one of the front runners. Mm -hmm. I I did see that this morning. Did you see what else they said about it, what they want to do? Well, that that's just fan talk. You don't know that. Yeah, they're well, saying know, that they're saying that they're saying they they do that to get some clicks because they know people get offended and mad because nobody likes Halloween three except for myself and a few others. Um, well, but, I mean, they you know I was just about to say supposedly the man, Mister Malika Cod, the guy who kind of yeah owns runs it. the whole Halloween show there. He owns it. He owns it. Yeah, he was saying that you know the rumor is is that he wants to do. Like a six-episode series based around the world of Halloween 3. And they should, man. That thing was good. Remember, remember, even I gave you the real ending. Or not the real ending, but the ending that I wish we had seen yeah. on, on Halloween. And even you were impressed. Uh-huh. Speaking and, of Halloween 3, though, I just watched it last week. Um, I got the the uh, Screen Factory Special Edition Blu-ray. Yeah, I got. That's what I got. I got. I got yeah. one, two, and three. I repurchased them in four K. But uh, Halloween three is not a bad movie. That's not a bad movie. You you can get out of your head that it's not a Michael Myers uh, American slasher. It's a whole different thing. It's more sci fi horror than anything else. Right. Oh yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I liked it, and I'm not gonna say I don't like. Well, I know you absolutely love it, but. Uh, yeah, I don't I, love it like that, but I don't no, think it's I, bad either. I do, I do. Since I was a kid, I was always obsessed with that movie. I never had a problem with it. But, you know, right. again, you know, my favorite Halloween is Halloween 2. So a lot of people hate that movie. A lot of people say it's the shittiest one. A lot of people, they don't like it. You know, everybody has different different tastes. Um, they're saying 8, 8, I think I butchered their title, 820, 824? Yeah, it's the production company. Yeah, I yep. think I called them once, 822. I think I apologize already for it. Uh, 824 is another of the front runners, so... Man, I'm hoping if it gets purchased by a studio that's going to make movies, I hope they 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 get away from all this uh, stupid shit like they did in Halloween Ends and just go back to making real American slashers just for fun. You got a little I soda, a little bucket of popcorn. You see the villain get a little bit of a few hits. Then at the end, he appears somewhere and we move on till the next time that they get our money again. That's where we go to the movies to see them slashers. Well, um... Eli Roth is getting ready to release Thanksgiving. I'll be there. The only reason why I haven't been in the movies to see the the non part two is because I haven't seen the non part one. Believe it or not, I haven't either. 
Maybe when I watch it and no, I like it, I'm going to regret it because I love going to the movies for horror movies. Have you seen Expendables 4? No, I saw the reviews and I stayed away from it. Yeah, I'm going to wait till it comes out uh, at I've, home. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, uh, I have seen I, uh, Denzel Washington's The Equalizer 3 and that was worth the, the visit to the movies. Well, the reason I'm not seeing Expendables, Expendables 4 in the theaters because it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. And I have to tell you why. Because, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, I did a solo episode about where what happened to all of our favorite action heroes. Yeah, what sure, they've been sure. doing. Yeah, I enjoyed that because you talk about Jeff Speedman and The Perfect Weapon, which is a, one of the most underrated action movies of that era. Yeah, the man can't act worth a shit, but damn, he's got some martial arts skills. No, he's a real deal. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't yeah. translate to the, act, to the actor aspect of it. Right. But, and the reason I did that was because Expendables 4 is getting ready to come out and the reviews on it. And I knew, remember, I told you a while back when they released that trailer for the first time, I said, it doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the so, one thing I'm glad that Sylvester Stallone gave Dolph Lundgren, who's going through a cancer battle, they even gave him a chance to go in there and act as limited as he, as he was because he's looking rough in it. But at least they gave him a chance, you know. Get himself yeah, out. old Dolph, man. I hope he can pull through. Yeah, so that was nice when I saw that. That was real good. But, Jake, now that we have you here, before we uh, close this thing down, because we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the the, the season began, the realities of uh, of uh, of your first pick, which was also my pick this year, Eagles and Bengals at the Super uh -huh. Bowl, are you still standing by that? Or is the injury to the calf of... Uh, Joe Barrows is changing your opinion on it. Do you think it's going to be a rematch? Well, I think there's more going on there than just Joe Burrow's calf. So because you, the Bengals look like shit. But they won, like, the, they, they, they won the other night. And I see that boy always massaging his foot. I don't Like I've always said, I'm just a fan. I don't know football the way that you know it. Well, I know Cincinnati won the other night, but I'm they're a, playing the Rams. I'm oblivious, but I'm smart enough to know that I would have never drafted anybody but cj stroud if i was going after an arm or Richardson, right. you know like i like i posted yesterday's people were laughing at it i said you know because they're saying david tepper was impressed during a dinner <laughs> with uh with a uh, bryce young mm -hmm. i said man what in the world was was richardson and, and cj stroud passing gas and wiping their 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 mouth with their hand that this man was only impressed because you know table manners don't win super bowls <laughs> no, it does not. Just ask Zach Wilson. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't understand this. What's, what's taking place in here? What's, what's happening? But uh, this kid is not made for the pros. Who, uh, Bryce Young? No, no. This is a boss, man. This is a boss, and this team is not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's I was okay. A, At least Bryce Young can throw. Des Desmond Ritter couldn't hit a broadside of a barn. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, and I, this coach is also not not very convincing. But but you're saying you're thinking now that someone else, you maybe a rematch, Kansas City and uh, and Eagles. I'm thinking the Eagles are going. I'm I'm still thinking the Eagles are going. As far as the AFC right now, yeah. I mean, I don't. I hate going against the pick I already made. Yes. But no, it was my same pick. That's why I was so happy when I heard yeah. you say it. You know, that, I really thought that that was it, but. Well, my second team I was thinking instead of Cincinnati was Kansas City. Yes. So, uh, I mean, if I had to go a different way, I would have another Eagles-Kansas City Super Bowl. Yeah, I think this one will have a different outcome. 
Yeah. So, but you know, it's cool. Um, I know my Falcons are better. Defense looks good. They just got out of gas last weekend against the Lions. They, they, they shut did. them down eight or nine times, and offense couldn't do anything. Yeah, they did. And 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 college, are we still looking at the same thing? Um, I don't think Bama's going to make the playoff. Oh no, no, jeez, no. I hate to say it, but you yeah. know, a lot of bull puppy fans out there will be glad us in that. But yeah. Uh, no, uh, but if I had to replace them in the playoff, I think my original playoff pick was Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Florida State. I would probably take Bama out and add USC. Especially if USC can beat, um, uh, well, they play Colorado this week. They should destroy Colorado. I know everybody loves Coach Prime and all that, but USC is a good ball team. UFC, so, UFC, UFC is definitely a good team. Yeah, USC is good. Um, a lot of people don't talk about them over in our area, over here in the Southeast, because they play in the Pac-12. So they come on late almost every week. But, um, yeah, USC is good. Caleb Williams, quarterback, you know, reigning Heisman Trophy champ. So, uh, yeah, watch out for USC. I think they're really good. They got a couple games on their schedule they got to get by first. But, um as of right now, I'll put them in over Alabama. Over Alabama? Yeah. I, look, I mean, Alabama played a good second half against Ole Miss last week. They finally showed up defensively. They only gave up three points. So I'm liking the direction they're headed. But And then this weekend they go to Starkville to play Mississippi State. And they should beat Mississippi State. problem is, Historically, on the road in Starkville, especially over the last like five, six years, they've struggled a little bit. So, um, uh, Jalen Milroe, Bama's quarterback, has to get better. He just has to get better. He, there's a lot of decision making he's got to learn to do. Um, I think that's his biggest hiccup is that his decision making is not stellar as far as being a quarterback. And you can tell Saban looks frustrated as shit on the sideline. So, I don't know. We'll see, though. I mean, this college football season still got a long way to go. Long way to go. So, and folks, too. we'll see what we come up with next week. For Jay Linderman, I am Link, wishing each and every one of you a happy and safe remaining of your week. We'll see you next the week. The Bashi Market. <laughs> the Bashi Market, where you can find a Magic Kombucha. <laughs> and Slim Jim. Slap, snap into a Slim Jim at the Bashi Market. Take care, folks.